welcome to VG Empire episode 30, and this is your host, Brett <laughs> Elston. There you go. I guess. Uh, joined by two guests. Henry Gilbert, H-E-N-E-R. Not on this show, buddy. Mm-hmm. Nope. You Fine. Got, you got I'm just Henry Gilbert. Chris Antista, H-E-N-R-E-T-Double-Gur. Uh, this is your trio of Laser Time, Cape Crisis, and VG oh, Empire. Uh, that's right. The point, the the trident. I don't know. This is the super show. The you know, bu- a game that doesn't have a trident weapon in it. The Bustus League. <laughs> Castlevania. Ah, really? Not one trident. Well, I'm talking about Castlevania one. one. Oh, okay. So this is uh, something I wanted to do for a while, which is Castlevania music, mm. which is impossible to sort into one episode. Or as what I want to do with October is a new episode every week. Which hasn't been done since probably April or something because it's mm-hmm. a lot of work to make one of these shows. But I was like, this is a series that needs multiple episodes. Mm-hmm. And given that it's also it's going to be the one year anniversary of VG Empire, and also I love Castlevania to death and Rocktober, and it is Rocktober somewhere. Rocktober. Well, it's always Rocktober in my heart. I'm gonna play a four episode <laughs> rock block of Castlevania music. So yeah, I'm gonna do four episodes of Castlevania music. And the best part is someone will still be mad because I forgot something. <laughs> uh, there's there's it's, too much. It is too much. Too Castlevania much. Music. So Castlevania. Before we get into Castlevania 1, so this episode will be the NES games, Castlevania 1, 2, and 3, mm-hmm. and then Game Boy games after that. And mm-hmm. by that, I mean the black and white Game Boy games. Mm-hmm. But not Legends, because I don't have time for that. But <laughs> anyway, also Igarashi nixed it from the timeline and whatever, but... Uh, yeah, so complicated. There's a lot of stuff going on. But the point is, like, as a kid, and there's uh, this whole show, I would mention, like, oh, you know, compared to things like Mega Man and Castlevania, blah, 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 mm-hmm. and you compare their music, like... Castlevania is one of like the default. Oh, that's some of the best eight bit music there ever has been. I was gonna say the thing you <laughs> opened up with sounds like in the eight bit era. What that's that's sound defined survival horror. Yeah, it's also like the equivalent of a THX prep noise. Yeah. Just... Um, but yeah, that I mean that's a good example because uh, Castlevania music does get creepier as it goes. Mm-hmm. Castlevania one is very much like. I'm, well, all of it, really, until you get to like the discs and you know CD stuff, Symphony of the Night Eras, where it starts to ease up on the rock mm-hmm. sound. But all of them, like the NES ones, it's straight up like, listen to Highway Star or the guitar solo of Hotel California at the end. Mm. Like <laughs> you can hear Castlevania music in that, like 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 that type of just prog rock. Like let's just jam for like an hour. Only Castlevania music distills it down to just the riff, the mm-hmm. riff that gets stuck in your head, and every stage. In this game, especially when you get when, when some other ones that I'll play later in the show, are just too good, and that's why Castlevania is one of the few game franchises where subsequent games keep sampling the older songs because you pretty much can't write better music than that. <laughs> like, there's no reason to keep trying to reinvent the wheel and make a bunch of music that I'm like, yeah, this was a good soundtrack, I guess, but it ain't mm. no Wicked Child, and like. What other franchises really do that? Like, Mario will call back a lot, but that's because it's, like, an iconic thing. Like, mm-hmm. everyone knows a Mario theme. Yeah, but it. I feel like they, they're getting more referential these days than they used to be. Like, mm-hmm. it, back... back yeah. Well, they, threw, they threw all the music out in every yeah, game. Yeah, like, in, Sun, in Mario Sunshine or Galaxy, mm-hmm. like, they'd maybe have one or two callback tracks. Yeah. Of like, yeah. Whereas oh, Castlevania was, like, really good about, like, acknowledging, like, these are songs that were created. Like, mm-hmm. this is good music and in japan like all this stuff was on cds as these games were coming like there was dracula best collection uh and all these disc collections of this music because it was something worth holding on to something worth listening to and as a kid it blew me away um the ninja gaiden episode from a couple a uh, couple episodes ago uh all hit around the same time so there's just this point where it's like ninja gaiden castlevania music Mega Man music and it's all happening in like the same three year you know plus or minus a year in either direction mm-hmm. and it's just nuts to think about like all these songs that would persist and become classics all happen like back to back and the zelda theme and the mario theme yeah blaster, though, blaster master intro i want to throw that in. blaster master I, sunsoft has a lot of amazing stuff Though you compare like Castlevania music to like Nintendo's iconic th- Koji Kondo, it's way more, way more it's complicated. Like, yeah, far more complicated. Like Mario and the Zelda theme are just about like really just one type of track. Like they're not they're not pushing the, the, the like all the channels, all the tracks like going yeah. at once. And like Castlevania is very good at it. And as you'll see later, there's reasons why some of the things they tried to do did not even get to make it over <laughs> here. The music didn't make it intact. Oh, yeah. But we start with Castlevania 1, um, composer uh, Kinuyo Yamashita, and also did work on uh, Stinger Power Blade. Blue Stinger? No, just Stinger, oh. which was a Konami shooter oh. with adorable <laughs> spaceships. Oh, I love it. Um, and then later, as uh, 
X3, I guess Mega Man X3 did what? some work on that. Huh. Uh, jumped ship, I guess. But uh, the well, credited in the game as James Banana. <laughs> um, this is a, uh, a woman, by the way. I don't know if I said a man, but uh, oh, really? Uh, yeah. Yes, uh, and you'll find another prominent female composer for Castlevania coming up in subsequent episodes. That's interesting. Yeah, if, see, it, it's more often I see a woman in like composing yeah. games or um, in Japanese games. Is uh, but the the reason she's James Banana <laughs> is because it's a goofy spoof name. Uh, the credits of Castlevania, the names are all like horror movie, like the Simpsons Halloween episode. Yeah, only it's like uh, Ram Stoker. <laughs> and Boris Karloffis. <laughs> oh boy. Um, and also, uh, so stupid. There, it's pretty great. That's amazing. Um, and then also, um, co music to buy, uh, co composed by Sadoe. Belosh Momosi? Terashima. There is a, no. there is a Bela Lugosi joke in there. Oh. Uh, and he worked on uh, Goonies 2. Hey! And uh, some Life Force. Um, but yeah, this is, I mean, Castlevania 1 is the game that started it all. Um, it was neat at the time. I've mentioned this, I think, in Ninja Gaiden episode that even though the games were all 2D, mm-hmm. they all had something different. And like Castlevania had uh, the fixed jump, where you jump and like you can actually turn your character. Mm. You can't adjust direction. It's like when you get hit, there's a fixed fallback. Mm-hmm. When you jump, there's a fixed jump. You can't d- change direction in the air. And that was unique. That was different from Mario. That was different from Ninja Gaiden. It was different from like most other 2D games. But and also the whip was a unique weapon. It's mm-hmm. neither. Up close, I can't jump on enemies. It's not a projectile I, or a melee weapon. It's, yeah, it's neither. So it's like, this is really weird. And mm. I collect hearts to use sub-weapons, mm. which is, Ninja Gaiden is a similar thing with the spirit energy or whatever. Very but, similar. Yeah. Um, but, it confused me uh, when I was seven. But, yeah. uh, Having the heart system? Yeah, the heart system and the secondary weapons, all that stuff. Oh, it was yeah, far yeah. more complicated than, <laughs> too. I jump on that head. And yeah, yeah, I actually now. remember, like, discover, like so... I could have thrown that cross the whole time. Yeah, but then also that's what that was. But then you find the times two and times three multipliers, and if you get the times three yeah. boomerang, you're in business. <laughs> Pretty much the only way you want to be fighting. I'll, I'll have to make a. I'll make have to make an admission. We get back. All right. from the, uh, not rushing you. No, but uh, real quick. Um, also, I thought it was neat because you're not rescuing a princess. You're not mm. like there's no distress. You're a vampire hunter. You're going to kill Dracula. Yeah. Now later games and later continuity would fall into why Simon Belmont is here now mm-hmm. and going back to his ancestry trevor christopher and why the belmont clan is cursed and why they're fighting dracula and the fact that dracula's resurrected every hundred years or however long it decides to take the next game to happen uh it's all over the place but then uh igarashi tried to you know pull it all together in the in the 2000s and like make sense of it and there is a pretty cool timeline that we'll get to in a later episode uh, but i just thought you know this is kind of a horror-ish game at a time when it, there weren't other games like that. Yeah. Um, what else did I have here? Um, it has band crosses in America. Band crosses. Yeah, a lot of like weird little weird little things that made it through, and also weird little things that got you know uh, cens- censored seem- out. You did a very popular article. It on must this. it must have been a very popular game in Japan to make it over here to begin with, because the things they cut out don't really make sense compared to the. <laughs> Tonally, everything yeah, totally. left the in. things I'm doing, like I'm fighting zombies and yeah. mummies, and I mean oh. that was the other thing. Like, yeah, you're fighting zombies and mummies and fish monsters, mm-hmm. and it's like these are all like things that as a kid I was already kind of aware of, so it mm-hmm. almost felt like I was playing a movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, Whereas Mario, Universal movies, yeah. I think even when we were kids, were on like yeah the UHF television in the afternoon. They were safe for safe for yeah. work, and it was like, wow, it's Frankenstein. He's from that movie, yeah. and Dracula. <laughs> he's from those movies, and it and wasn't Medusa like what's public, do- mm. mom? What's public domain? Yeah. <laughs> Um, but we'll go into the songs. These are Castlevania 1 songs. So this is Vampire Killer, which mm-hmm. is the main Ooh, Castlevania Vampire theme. Killer. Which is so probably the, probably the most straightforward of all the Castlevania songs. But mm-hmm. uh, after that is Wicked Child, which is absolutely nuts. And you will really hear the prog rock coming out <laughs> in that one. Next is Walking on the Edge. Uh, excellent as well. And then Heart of Fire, which is the Grim Reaper music, which is also just freaking nuts mm-hmm. and great. And all of these have been remixed in every conceivable way. Overclock Remix, check that out, because if you want a dance remix, a shredding guitar remix, anything you want, it's all been done, and there's so much of it. Uh, but Castlevania 1, let's go to it.
So yeah, that's the uh, Grim Reaper music, a level that, that it's just like stark white, it's super difficult, and then you get to the boss and it's the Grim Reaper and he's like creepy like skeleton with a cloak and scythe flying around the screen and in between they're uh, walking on the edge. Like that just has this creepy, ominous tone to it that like was not present. Like Ninja Gaiden's really fast and moving and Zelda's just kind of soaring and happy mm. and Mario's just, you know, goofy and you're just having fun. <laughs> and, and Mega Man's same thing. It's just really aggressive and fast and like you just want to like, you're just having a good time. And whereas Castlevania really was trying to set a tone mm. and yeah, it gets pretty, gets pretty loopy there, but it's like, it is still going for a mood and it really starts solidifying in Castlevania 2, I feel. Um... But I don't know if that's a good time to just segue right into Chris. Uh, Chris, you said you had some kind of confession you wanted to make. No, no. Um, wait. Yes, but I did want to. I don't. I don't know if any. I'm sure everybody out there has seen the trailer for Streets of Fire. Ah, uh, uh, yes. But <laughs> that the Wicked shot. That's that song reminded. Go watch the Wicked uh, the Streets of Fire trailer. That really reminded me of. One of the most 80s trailers. Uh, Gloriously 80s trailers. I, I never did seen. get to see that movie, but the I trailer, love that trailer. The trailer looks incredible. The, movie's, the movie cannot live up to that. There's no way. It's really boring. It's like if the Proto Men scored a trailer from the 80s. <laughs> it's, it's the guy from, you know, Walter Hill, fresh off the Warriors, getting a little bit of a budget is to make Willem this. Willem Dafoe in it, too? Uh, yeah. Rick Moranis is in it? Willem Dafoe, Rick Moranis. Uh, it's like Willem Dafoe Diane. in the 80s, and he looks exactly the same. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, when I first played Castlevania, it uh, uh, it, it did confess it was too hard for me as a kid. But just because I thought it when I played it when I was like seven or eight, and at that point, all games were supposed to be platformers in my mind, and st- a very strict definition of platformers. Right. That you know Mario and Mega Man fell into, or, mm-hmm. or Adventure Island, and so this thing that was. You know, you could re-enter rooms and backtrack and collect things. Like, it it confused me. But, like, the opening of the game, like, the, the start screen mm-hmm. with, like, the film strips on the oh, bottom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And watching, like, Simon walking into the place. I was like, wow, this is... the Just the... Uh, I couldn't put it into words as a kid, but the the filmic quality of it, like, really impressed me. Yeah. Like, Very much. And I was... Uh, my disgusting confession is... Incredibly similar to yours. Oh yeah, but well, except that I, I was saving it because we're getting into more Castlevania one. Two. Well, we're done with one. That's, we're gonna go to that, Simone's quest. Yeah, one actually doesn't have that much music, but uh, <laughs> yes. rather than, again, I can't but play. It's great. I can't play is. every song from every game. Like yeah. I have to be. Ve- I like <laughs> agonized over. Nor some of these. it was. I'm not asking you to. Please. But can you just play like twice as much? <laughs> uh, I didn't. The first Castlevania game I played was Simon's Quest, which I somehow had. Hmm. Uh, J.K. Simmons Quest. Mm-hmm. And sorry, just throwing out a Photoshop <laughs> idea out there. Um, it baffled the heck out of me. There you go. Uh, and I didn't, couldn't figure out what to do. The day-night cycle, and it all—it was like it was one of the weirder RPGs. And I was at the same place where you were, Henry. It was like it wasn't as straightforward uh-huh. as I was thinking. All of a sudden, the background color changes, and stuff gets harder. Yeah, what is happening? Yeah, so where Cast- do I go? Yeah, so Castlevania Two was. This is another example of the twos in a series on the NES being radical departures. Because mm-hmm. uh, Castlevania 2 is way different. Zelda 2 is way different. Mario, Mario 2, 2 is way different. way different. So it's just one of these like... Wizards and Murders? Iron Sword, Iron Sword. Is, It's kind of the same, but... Ninja Mega Man 2 is one of the Mega few Man twos yeah. that fit. That just like fixed... Not yeah. even fixed, just got even better. Um, but yeah, Castlevania 2 uh, soundtrack. Another short one, more or less. But uh, Kenichi Matsubara... Uh, would later work on Contra Force for the NES. Um, but yeah, Castlevania 2, like you were saying, like instead of being a linear, you go level 1, level mm-hmm. 2, level 3, level 4, level 5, level 6. I couldn't stop at 5 if mm-hmm. I went that far. Um, <laughs> it was this, like, just more or less an open world. It was a Metroid game. Yeah. And we, yeah. we didn't have Metroid, at least at that time. So it was like, okay, so it's like Metroid now. Oh. Which also confused me. Which, which I couldn't which, grasp. Which, yeah, Metroid either. was also really hard to get your mind around as a seven year old as well, which I still did. And it took like, hours and hours. Well, with no map and no help. Yeah, I, I eventually I, I took Simon's Quest as a challenge upon myself. I don't know what's happening, but eventually, if I walk around, I'll figure this stuff out. I didn't even like it, but yeah, I eventually I eventually learned how to progress in the game. At, like, which I wouldn't have done had I had another new game option. Right. I definitely wouldn't have done it because I was not happy with it. <laughs> and then years later, years later, I was again equally baffled to realize that Castlevania 1 and 3 are nothing like 2 yeah and I can play them over and over again and they're kind of yeah so I played yeah that th- dra- uh, 
excuse me, no spoilers, Dracula's Curse. Right. And then went into one which might be my favorite of the three. Yeah, I've got my favorite. Well, it's hard to pick your favorite Castlevania for of the three. They're so different. Of those three, probably one. Yeah, because it's just once so, is the most straightforward. So, and... Yeah, it's super replayable. Yeah. But two, like I love the idea as a kid because I was like, well, I already love Zelda. I already love Metroid, and I liked the first Castlevania. So the idea of adding towns with people mm-hmm. in them, and the idea of a wilderness that I have to traverse—it's like it's starting to feel like a real place. Like mm-hmm. it's yeah. not just all taking place in Castlevania. It's this whole surrounding countryside. It's starting to feel like a world I'm in, but it makes no sense at all. And all of the clues are like notoriously totally cryptic. Good. There's mm-hmm. a lot of good videos out there making fun of how bad well, it when is. You have, when you have to deal with the localization, the localization like, at the yeah. time. With like, you have a box this big. Translate that phrase in Japanese characters into English. I don't yeah. what. That's a different thing. Like, yeah, just in general, but the problem, a major issue with localization, especially back in the NES days, was... A Japanese character can say so many more things yeah. than one letter in English, yep. but they have to take up the same amount of space. Yep. Um, but yeah, it's a it's it does progress to me the atmosphere and the tone of the world, and I feel that that starts actually coming through in some of the music. It's like this is the title screen. <laughs> That's way more sinister. Yeah. Than anything from one. So, it does seem like a credit sequence. Do what they want to do. Say what they want to do. Sh- I have to stop you right there. All right. God, you've ruined this forever. Kick if they stomp a France. What? What? Kick if they stomp in France. Sing in a dong and dance. Yes. The Belmont family. <laughs> what? Yeah, we're back to the Belmonts. Um, but yeah, so we'll go into a few songs from this just to kind of again, even though I was perpetually confused mm-hmm. and. Even though it's super weird game where you're like going around because after Castlevania one the story goes, uh, you did vanquish Dracula, but Simon was gravely injured and cursed by Dracula. So seven years later, however long it is, Simon now has to go around and find these body parts of Dracula. How they got where they are, <laughs> I don't know. Make any sense. But you grab like his rib, his eye, his heart, his nail, and then a ring, as if the ring were a part of his body. <laughs> And you gather these body parts, put them in a fire at the end of the game, and then you resurrect him and then kill him, and then that magically cures the curse. But <laughs> what's interesting is there's three different endings. Like there's an ending if there's an ending where if you take too long, because there's a day-night cycle, and like I was right. saying before, the night is actually meant to be scary, and that's where you get the whole phrase, "What a terrible, what a horrible night to have a curse." <laughs> like, the, like, and every night, uh, I know, I know, and you're just like pushing the button, like, "Go, oh, I know, it's gonna be night," um, but. The night, the music changes, and um, the music changes, the enemies get harder, and you feel like, crap, I do not need to be out here at night, and it actually feels frightening. Mm -hmm. So we're going to go into uh, which is probably the cream of the crop for Castlevania II music, but then also one of the most enduring Castlevania songs, which is Bloody Tears. Uh, I want to play the town... I've never heard of it. Yeah. Play the town music as a nice nice contrast, and then Dwelling of Doom, which is the mansion music. Uh, Mm. So whenever you'd be roaming around and by sheer chance, stumble, stumble across a mansion, you would enter it and hope that there's something in there that you want. Uh, and then maybe get some new item and figure out how to use that somewhere else with no clues. Oh, yeah, that... Yeah, we should... What's the most famous one from that where it's like you have to kneel in a it, graveyard? It, there's, a, there's a wall on the where you face left and you just have to kneel while holding one of the crystal or an orb or something. And if you kneel for a set amount of time, a tornado picks you up. <laughs> and takes you to where you're supposed to it's go. It's the type of thing only Nintendo Power could tell. Yeah, you. it's like if Nintendo Power weren't there, I would not have even known that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we'll do those. Uh, we'll do those songs. Um, Bloody Tears, The Town, and Dwelling of Doom, and we'll be back.
And just for the hell of it, I threw in Monster Dance, because when I started playing it, I'm like, no, that's got to go in. <laughs> uh, but Chris, it seems like uh, the town music got to you a little bit. I just... The I, silence of daylight. No, I just forgot. I forgot how, it's for lack of a better word, in, 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 intricate it was, and just uh, the one before that, the Doom... The, the Dwelling of Doom. The Dwelling the of Mansion Doom is like, is like perfect, perfect heroic pursuit mm. music. It, it happens in a movie when the character's got his, his ass kicked by the villain... And then practices a little, and then goes Eat. forth to pursue him. That's the that's the music exactly <laughs> that plays. Eats a sensu bean. Yeah. Yes. I yes. <laughs> I gotta do this for Mon Pa. <laughs> like that's that's what. Oh, that's the music that plays. And the town music is ridiculous because it should be more subdued. But I don't know. For me, like I spent so much time struggling in the stupid town. Yeah. Like I <laughs> music. Yeah. Absurdly familiar. I already knew what it was going to sound like. Which right, is, yeah, yeah. But then you've realized you haven't heard it in like 15 years. I haven't heard years. it, and I, but I've heard a lot of other NES music, and that's way more detailed. Mm. I don't know for music terms, Henry. Can you bail yeah. me out here? I feel like this podcast <laughs> would get immediately better if we all took a music class yeah, together. Probably. Yeah, probably. We just had like a thesaurus of yeah. music terms. <laughs> so the, the tempo in the iframes uh, is, is especially merlescent. Um, uh, the net code in this song was exceptional. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Um, so that brings us moving forward into Castlevania 3. A return uh, to form. Return to form. Well, actually, it's a weird in-between of both, because oh, yeah. Castlevania 3 mm. does a few things. One, well, there's a lot to actually, damn it, I don't know how I'm going to cram all this in here. <laughs> so one, it's neither straight linear game, nor is it open world Metroidvania kind of thing as, because Symphony of the Night didn't start that. It did it way better, but it was Castlevania 2 that did that. Even though there was a game <laughs> called Vamp- no, Vampire Killer that was... Because Castlevania 1 was Castlevania 1, or Haunted Castle, Castle. or Vampire Killer, which had a little (laughs) bit of stuff. Eh. Anyway, Castlevania 3, like, level 1 is level 1. And then Mm. at that point, there's branching path. You can go high or low. And the low path is generally considered harder, and the high path is generally considered not as hard. Mm. (laughs) It's still not easy. Um, But it adds three other characters. Uh, Sypha? 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 Silva? Siphon Filter. Siphon Filter. uh, Klonoa... And, <laughs> no, uh, Grant Dynasty or the Nasty, and, uh, <laughs> and uh, Alucard makes his appearance here. Oh, and he is—that's Dracula spelled backwards. Everybody, that dr- that uh, blew my mind. Blew your mind. I finally realized. But uh, you would choose kind of who you like. You would Wait, go. That did that work in Japan then? Actually, I don't know. Can you, a backwards character that doesn't work, right? Yeah, they know Romaji. I mean, they can. They, they, they know Roman characters. Romanji? Is that a Romanji means Roman characters. The American okay. alphabet is... That's Romanji. And they they write stuff in... a quick Just a quick thing. They write... Lots of stuff has Romanji in it. Like Dragon Ball is written as Dragon Ball in English right, characters. Right. So they would... Uh, a, a term like Dracula, they would know what it looks like in English right. and what it would look like backwards. Like, and just to clarify, it was never called... At this point, Castlevania, it was called Demon Castle Dracula, or Akumojo Castle Doracura. 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 Uh, or however, Dracula. It almost, when you pronounce it the proper... I've noticed that... I felt weird pronouncing things the proper Japanese way while in Japan recently. Because yeah. it felt like this almost sounds like I'm making fun of how they pronounce English but words. It's actually, it's but it's just like... It makes, my, it makes the American accent sound even more pronounced. When I'm like, yeah. well, I don't want to say Doracura... I want to say, a, yeah. I want to say credit card, not credit to cardo. Yeah, like I had a when, thing where I kept saying my name is Brett, and they were like, "I don't what." This is another podcast, and I had finally go. I had to go Barreto, and they're like, "Ah, okay." So it's like, uh, <laughs> anyway, anyway, uh, Castlevania three. So it, yeah, adds these three playable characters, but it's like they each play a little different, and the fact that like different playable characters that had different abilities was still a new thing. So. Mm. adding that into Castlevania with branching paths to get to the end, like that's a huge amount of replayability in a way that was much more palatable than Castlevania 2. Hell yeah. Because if I go through Castlevania 3 once, I'm not done. Mm. I need to go back and see what the other levels are. And when the music is this good, and when the level design is that cool, and you don't know what kind of crazy boss monster is going to be at the end, you want to see. And you're also like, well, I got Grant, but then I bumped into Alucard later, and took Alucard and skip Grant because you can only have one at a time and you push select and choose mm-hmm. character you morph into. Like, well, I wonder I want to play as Grant. And Grant can, like, walk on walls, but Alucard can turn into a bat and shoot fireballs and a lot of <laughs> cool stuff. Um, 
But it's not Simon Belmont, it's Trevor Belmont, and it takes place before, even though his sprite is basically the same. Already complicating things. Yeah. Yeah. So as a kid, you're like, wow. But but by doing that, by setting it ahead of time, or previously, uh, you start even more getting to fill out this timeline of Castlevania. Mm -hmm. Because Zelda was always being very nebulous, even though at this point there was only Zelda 1 and 2 anyway. Yeah. It was was nebulous. Mario 1 and 2 were like, who cares? Well, in general, Miyamoto, his his stance is just, just these are just players and they're actors in a show. It's just a new episode. Who cares? Yeah, it's just... Yeah. Yet, as Mario games keep going on, they keep adding more story at the beginning. And I'm like, I I really do just want to play and have fun. That was um, the biggest mistake at Sunshine, where they're like, we're going to have a super involved story. Like, <laughs> I don't need this. I don't want voice acting for Bowser. Like, Ooh. I don't care. Ooh, Delfino. I forgot about that. Yep. And Isle Delfino. But, but yeah, all this added up to make me, like, I went really nuts over Castlevania 3. And I remember mm. agonizing. There was an issue Nintendo Power with Dr. Mario on the cover. And I remember sitting in a bowling alley. because this one with the yes, claymation. <laughs> yep, claymation. The, clay, the clay cover. And it has Castlevania 3 and Dr. Mario in it. And I think, like, it was around my birthday, or, or some. There was some reason why I was able to pick a game, uh-huh. and I was like, I either get Doctor Mario or Castlevania Three. Mm. And now it seems like, well, derp, you're gonna get a lot. It's gonna be a lot cooler to have Castlevania yes. Three. Yeah. But as a, you have to put yourself back in the Mario mania uh-huh. mindset where you're like, it's a new I Mario. You chose Doctor Mario. I think Ooh. I no, I think I did get Castlevania Three okay. because I got Doctor Mario. I ended up getting that later when like I had money and you know mm. there was. Wow, I found a random NES game on a store shelf that's still sealed for $10 in a KB Toys. Yeah, but we the, were definitely getting Dr. Barry at my house. Yeah. yeah. But that's the thing. Like you, there was The fact is you would stop to consider because you're yeah. like, ah, it's, got, it's a new Mario thing. I do want to say that Nintendo Power cover, I think that Mario is the tallest version of Mario I've ever seen. He's super tall. But he's like standing on top of like... He is, but proportionately his torso is like oh, you're three right. times the size of his head. Which well, they cool. <laughs> those Nintendo Power covers are not. They are great. Uh, God rest their soul. Um, so the other thing about three is uh, the, there was a sound chip uh, in the like the cart, uh-huh. the cart in um, the Japanese one. Like it. Oh added, right, um, yeah. So it added three extra. It added like three extra channels and all these little perks to the game, and it let, the, let it be a little bit more just technological oomph to it. Mm-hmm. But the American was it solely in, done in the name of the, in the name of the music. Most benefited the music. Okay. I think there was some yeah. other like little things in there that. Well, in most of the cart generations, like just to get things to look a little better near the end, uh, they would add extra chips to it. Like yeah. definitely, if you were to crack open, say, Super Mario Brothers three, it's not. There's extra stuff in there that mm. was not in Super Mario Brothers that allowed them to make a more complicated game than Super Mario. Yeah, there's a, there's a good wiki that's like all the... Like, we know the Super FX chip for Super NES. That's yeah, an Yeah, they publicized one. it a lot more on but, the Super the, NES. But there's like all these other little things, like Capcom had a chip for Mega Man X2, and was oh, yeah, for yeah. the wireframe stuff. And there's just like all these other little chips that just show up, and you're like, huh, I didn't even think about that. And but, you'd only know because they cost $20 more. Yeah, they were expensive. Um, but but the, the American NES, the way it was like... It it's it not a family. It, it just didn't support it. So like they're like, well, we can't do that. So we had to get regular Castlevania three music, and people kind of, uh, you know, view it as a downgrade. And it's like it is less rich. Yeah. And we've talked about this on other podcasts, but it's like that's the that's the version I grew up with. And if you're gonna mm-hmm. tell me it's not good, you're wrong. Yeah. Because like you're comparing something that was great to something that like a little less great. That's like saying I like, go oh, that. The version you heard of the Beatles, the White Album, wasn't yeah. the original mix of it that they yeah. wanted. To it was do a like. little, little crappier recording of it. So therefore, everything you like about it is invalid. So yeah. That's nope. That's not right. So out of pure defiance, I'm playing the NES version, <laughs> even though I have the Famicom one, and I'm not going to play it. This sort of thing also happened with uh, well, this happened a lot with Konami games. I think like Metal Gear was a good example where like. Like Kojima himself has said, the MSX version of Metal Gear is the real Metal Gear. You know, right. NES doesn't count, and and uh, you know the technological inferior because that was Konami was supporting the uh, MSX system at the time. So we'll go into uh, for Castlevania Three uh, Aquarius Demon Seed Beginning, which uh, is the first level and one of the songs that would go on to uh, re- repeat <laughs> in other games. Um, Mad Forest, which is awesome. And uh, again, this is like the tiniest sliver of Castlevania Three, and I there's stuff in here that's amazing that's not mm-hmm. even in here. But we'll do those: Aquarius, Demon Seed, Beginning, Mad Forest, and be back. 
little little similar to Bloody Tears. No. Yes. <laughs> That's pretty different. No. I didn't know that was a term. Nickelbacking? Nickelbacking, yeah. What, yeah. Is, what does Nickelback Nickelback itself with? Uh, they all go back to... Have you not heard those two Nickelback songs put together? And they're, they're like exactly the same. Like right. it doesn't even sound like two songs playing at once. <laughs> oh, I have. Yeah, I have seen that. Uh, ripping off yourself. Well, it's like the best music in the world to rip off. So Look, it wasn't a slam. Say. Nickelback's a great band. We all know that. We all, we're not going <laughs> to deny it. Uh, no, man, there's another great one that Offspring uh, come out and play yeah. and Pretty Fly for a White Guy. Yeah. There's just points of Pretty Fly for a White Guy if you just go keep them separate. You're like, what a terrible, wow, that's what a terrible song, by the way. Bad, bad, Pretty bad. Fly for a White Guy. And they're guy. most popular. It's, like, it made them so much money. It's such a bad song. And real quick, just to point out, uh, not to totally overlook the Japanese, the Famicom version, but like here's an example. We heard Demon Seed, uh, but here's like the Japanese version of it playing. So, it's got a little bit more going on. Yeah. So to come out of an NES, or Famicom, that's pretty cool. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's but... Sort of- you when know. did this game come out? Was it like 91? 90 here, I 90, think. Okay. When did Dr. Mario come out? I would... Let's see. I was living in Atlanta at the time. So that would Atlanta? Be, yeah, I lived in Atlanta for three years as a kid. So, yeah, that would have been 90. 91. It's 1990. Yeah. You are correct. All right. All right, enough of you. At that uh, point, it's uh, getting close to the end of the NES's. Uh, well, I don't want to say lifespan because it did keep terror. going. <laughs> well, the Genesis was at its uh, was that was coming into prominence. And one more quick thing from uh, Castlevania Three. Uh, there's one song that I keep talking about. It adds a little bit more horror. Gets a little bit creepier, a little bit scarier. Um, in between the you know crazy rocking stuff, but like there's this song which is intentionally creepy and weird. But, like, when you're walking through a Castlevania level and you have no idea what monster you're going to fight or if the floor is going to fall out from under you or whatever, this this creeped me the hell out. <laughs> and I remember, even as an adult, driving home in the middle of the night, and I live in the middle of nowhere uh, mm-hmm. in Illinois, so, like, where I grew up, and it's, like, every house, if there's a house, it's surrounded by dead trees and looks like Leatherface's house. <laughs> And like driving home, at, working overnights, and getting home at like three in the morning, and like driving, and the song comes on. And I'm like, I'm just gonna go a little faster, a little <laughs> faster. And then I realize I'm going 90 miles an hour down this back road. Jeez, why didn't just change the track? I don't know. Because <laughs> you're you're a committed fan. You're I have good. to listen yeah. to it. That brings us to the Game Boy part of the show, which is uh, it's after we've done Castlevania one, two, three. In between 2 and 3, there was Castlevania The Adventure for Game Boy. Mm. And this whole episode is going to be mostly like the 8-bit sounding stuff. And then the next episode will be other stuff. That reminds me of Final Fantasy Adventure. Great. Anyway, the Castlevania Adventure, (laughs) which is not even a Final Fantasy game, Henry. I know. Well, that's why I was curious if Castlevania was a real Castlevania game. It is a real Castlevania game. It starts Christopher Belmont and takes place before Castlevania. Christopher? Christopher, Christopher. Belmont. Um, it's. I remember as a kid, like most Game Boy, the first time a game showed up on Game Boy, it was mm-hmm. like, this is the, well, we should probably the make one for Game Boy. The most simple version of it's it. It's the Super yeah. Mario Land. Like, there's, yeah. there's stuff in it, but then there's a second one, Castlevania 2, Belmont's Revenge, way better. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the one I remember. It's super good. So we're going to do a few songs. Uh, well, one song from Castlevania The Adventure because the, the level one music is totally solid. And then uh, from Castlevania 2 Game Boy, which is this is really confusing. So Castlevania 2 Simon's mm-hmm. Quest NES. Uh-huh. Game Boy Castlevania 2 Belmont's Revenge. Oof, uh, Rocky V plus Rocky 2. <laughs> it's Rocky 7 Adrian's Revenge. Uh, so I'm going to do uh, just the, the opening song level one from Castlevania The Adventure and then... Uh, uh, I don't know the names of the Castlevania, the Belmont Revenge songs, but it's like Cloud Castle, Plant Castle, Rock Castle is how we, uh, <laughs> a friend and I, Creative Assassin and I, uh, named them. But uh, we'll do those, and we'll be back.
So yes, uh, pretty astounding stuff coming out of the Game Boy, and yeah, I can't believe that. Yeah, so hearing it back then, I was like, "Wow, this is incredible!" And then, like, when I teenager, young adult, whenever I started like realizing how much I actually wanted to curate and care about game music, mm-hmm. and I went back and heard it then, I was like, "This is absolutely insane!" Like, the whole chip tunes thing about you know we're gonna we're gonna play a Game Boy up on stage, and it's like this really is you know this is what started that. Like it's the eight bit yeah. sound in general is is you know is marketable sound because there's there's nostalgia to it but there's also an artistry to it because you have to work within limitations and there's actual thought that has to go into that but it's also like a lot of chiptunes bands you want to hear Game Boy they'll have a Game Boy out mm. and it's like if you want to hear the genesis of all that the Castlevania music for uh, for Game Boy stuff is, is like yeah. right there I was so used to I'm so used to Game Boy music sounding just like scaled down NES music yeah. and Usually, just setting for wink, wonk, wink, like yeah, yeah, yeah. very, very unsubtle tones and and uh, simplistic style. And but, Castlevania Two Belmont's Revenge, you play as Soleil Belmont. What? This is as, a, in, as in Soleil Moon Fry. Uh, like, no, uh, that's that not how our name is pronounced. Is it? Whatever, Punky Burst. Oh wait, no, no, I've got this backwards. Like you <laughs> play as Christopher, but his son Soleil is in it. I see. And Dracula has like kidnapped him and done something or something. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but awesome music. But so that's that's kind of the the eight bit era of Castlevania, which is again just scratching the surface because all that stuff is like legit available um, on actual CDs that are incredibly expensive at this point. But uh, yep. <laughs> Ca- Castlevania is like it's on or virtual by a legal download. That's Castlevania is uh, like virtual console there's all kinds of ways to get at these games are not hard to find like mm-hmm. if you want to play them they're there there's gba versions of one although it's not the best version you should play um but yeah the 64 reboot that's probably the best final fan or can probably the best final Castle- fantasy too yeah. castlevania god damn it we won't even be touching that one so <sighs> there's not there's not there's maybe find a good song in those but whatever not uh, worth it on the symphony of the night episode nope that's okay uh, but yeah, this this is where like it got its start. Castlevania music means a lot to me, and these are the games and these are the songs that I really held on to over the years. And just like, uh, like trying to trying to narrow down some of the games, uh, the games, the songs within the games is extremely difficult. So Castlevania one and two, we kind of got the the bulk, but three has a lot, and both of those Game Boy games have several songs. They're both super short, but there's a lot of incredible music packed in there. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's just the first episode we're going to do about Castlevania. Uh, there'll be three more. Three more. Each, My goodness. That's, it's, it's, it's too much. for this? There's, <laughs> there's too much. There's too much to do. But this after this, we go into the 16-bit era, which bleeds into the PlayStation era if, with Castlevania. Because Castlevania goes through another weird period. Um, it's had a lot of weird periods. It, it never like finally evens out until mm-hmm. like 10 years after it started. If we, if somebody listens to every episode, can they start them over and it's upside down? Ooh, <laughs> that would be great! And you unlock the backwards podcast. Yeah, the backwards podcast. Uh, uh, yeah, so we'll close out with uh, what was, like I said, that was ton- adorable. Tons of remixes, tons of homages, tons of different things with this music has been done, right? Mm-hmm. But one of my favorites was an against type take on. Bloody Tears, which is very fast, very shredding song, and you expect it to be this really ripping guitar, and there's no shortage of mixes like that, including the Dracula-like perfect selection stuff, which is really cool. But this is, uh, like, the Any Eskimos, or Neskimos, however you want to call that, but I am forced to say Any Eskimos. Still works. <laughs> the joke still works. Yeah, works um, either way. It works either way. Um, they have a song called Bloody Bossa Nova, which is Bloody Tears, but real classy. Mm. And it's a little slower, and I had it on a CD when I worked at Toys R Us and would have <laughs> uh, a bunch of game music on these CDs. And this is one of the ones, it's a cool-down song. I'd put it after like a few fast songs. And then you have the Bloody Bossa Nova, just like, I'm going to go to lunch in like 20 minutes. It's going to be great. Uh, so with that, take the episode out. Any Eskimos, ton of great stuff. Uh, check them out. Download all their stuff. It's great. Uh, we saw them live a couple times. They're a lot of fun. Um, haven't seen them in a while, so I don't know if they're still like active or not, but mm. their music lives on. And uh, Bloody Bossa Nova, VGEmpire.com. Comments always help and make me feel the need to keep going. Uh, and I did want to give a shout-out to like PAX. We went to PAX uh, Prime like a month or so ago in, bet- oh, yeah. in between Germany, Japan, and all the other places. But uh, what? I'm tired. I'm really tired. But Because uh, we, we just got back from L.A. today, so it's also that. But... um. 
I've bumped into a lot of people at PAX that like were all just like really appreciative of the show, and like was, I got recognized more for that than anything else I've ever done. Yeah, it was really irritating. People like doing a <laughs> beeline past me, not mentioning Laser Time and Palpatine VG Empire. Uh, so thank you. Like that really, that really put a spring in my step. And like when I'm like, like right now, super tired and burned out, and really just want to go home and go to bed and not talk to you guys anymore for just one day, please. Uh, I like no. A lot of people like this show, and that makes me feel happy. So I'm happy to bring it out to you guys. And thanks for listening. Thanks for commenting, Henry. I'm certain you want to tease Cape Crisis. Yeah, just uh, you know, I got a comic book podcast on Laser Time, Cape Crisis. Every week we're back. Uh, yeah, it's just every week. Listen, <laughs> and I think I'm embarrassed. Speaking of music, uh, we did a special because we knew we, we were going to be you were going to be in Tokyo oh, yes, for two yeah. weeks regarding the Batman musical mm-hmm. and making fun of the music. Oof. Written by the dude who writes Meatloaf music, oh, and I wow. think somebody wrote at the bottom in the comments, "Did you not make the connection? You've said on publicly a thousand times that Protoman's album is produced by the guy who did Meatloaf's music." <laughs> Oh. Did you not get the connection? You spent an hour making fun of this guy who produced the Protoman, too. Oh, you feel I embarrassed. Didn't, I, did, I didn't know that. I didn't look into it any further than that because I don't want it to be true. <laughs> I thought like, Protoman just intentionally sounds like no, that their, type of their music. Second album, I didn't know they worked with that guy. Their second album, I didn't know the name until Batman the Musical, so let's hope it's not the same guy. Listen <laughs> to the Cape Crisis special because I'll take that down in pure embarrassment. <laughs> All right. Thanks, everybody. VGEmpire.com, Bloody Bossa Nova, and the Eskimos. We'll be back. Laser time. Whatever. Next week, we'll be back with more Castlevania, including Symphony of the Night. (laughs) 